I am excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. In today's episode, I want to share with you about the innate ability of the human body to heal and also the factors that contribute to health on the physical plane and what you can do today. I'm sure that you all have at one point or another in your life have had a cut, a wound, an injury. Have you? So if you have a burn, do you have to do something about it? Do you have to like put Neosporin on it or some kind of an ointment or an antibiotic cream or iodine, anything on it? Or does your body have the capability to heal? So I have seen that I don't have to do anything for my body to heal. So if that is the case, we also have the same capability inside our body, don't we? Or is this capability only limited to the outside of our body. Is that how it works? So if it doesn't work that way, then everything inside our body works exactly the same way. So everything that you have ever been through, any kind of illness, any kind of disease internally, even though you can see the organ healing has the potential to heal, even when we don't do things right. But in the sense that when we don't put any ointment on it. But one of the things that does stop it from healing is, let's say I have an injury right here. If I keep hitting it every day, is it going to heal? No, but if I leave it alone and if I do things right by it, I don't actually hurt it, I don't cause any problems to it, then absolutely it will heal. The same thing is true for our body. So there are some things that hurts our body internally. And if we don't do those kinds of things, then our body internally will heal as well. So what is health and well-being though? Health is this absence of disease or health is a little bit more than that. From my view, health means feeling vital, strong, powerful, energetic, um, feeling alive, right? Feeling vibrant exuberant, um, feeling bubbly. All of these are the concept of health according to me. Not just existing, not just breathing, but more than that. So if we want to get that, then we need to understand what are the things that contributes to health and well-being. What are the things that we have to do? And for that, we have to understand what the human body is made up of And what does the human body need in order for us to get what we want? So if we want um, health, then there are some things that we just have to do differently. And we can't expect to do things the wrong way and expect our body to be healthy. Okay, that just does not work. So what are the things that are necessary for your body to be healthy? So whenever we talk about health, health in the body exists or resides in the cells. If your cells are healthy, then the tissues are healthy, the organs are healthy, and the whole organism is healthy. So which means we call ourselves being healthy. 
So the quality of the cells equal to health or disease. So what does the cell do? The cell does every function that we need and want. And this cell also contributes to how it eats, right? So the cell's health also depends on what the fuel of the cell is. So there are so many things that we eat on an ongoing basis. And if we don't understand what are the things that will actually help us and what are the things that will hurt us and why that is the case, not because of a belief system, not because of a culture, not because of a religion, not because my parents followed it, but because this is the anatomy and physiology of the human body. And we start feeding those kinds of foods then our body automatically becomes healthy. That's just how it works. So let's understand about what is the anatomy and physiology a little bit before we go further. Okay, I just want you to know this, that there are so many different types of uh, concepts that are that exist now about food and what we should be eating and what we're eating. And it's quite interesting if you think about it, that cows have no doubts about what they need to eat. Lions have no doubts about what they need to eat. Humans though have a lot of doubt about what we eat because we eat for our tongue, sometimes we eat for our mind, sometimes we, do, we don't necessarily always eat for our body. So this is the anatomy and physiology of the body. And if we are eating for the body, the body will heal, the body will be healthy. So carbohydrates. So there are three macronutrients that we consume on a regular basis, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And carbohydrates are digested in our mouth, stomach, and small intestine with the help of different enzymes. Protein digestion happens in the stomach and the small intestine, and fat digestion happens only in the small intestine. So many people follow different kinds of diet, but this is the anatomy and physiology. So which means that there is a lot more real estate for the digestion of carbohydrates in our body, uh, moderate amounts of real estate for protein digestion, and the least amount of uh, real estate for fat digestion. So if that is the case, should we be eating a high fat diet and a low carb diet? Or should we be eating a high carb diet, a moderate amount of protein and a low fat diet, depending on the anatomy and physiology? So from my experience, from my practice, as well as my personal life, I've learned that a high carbohydrate and carbohydrates does not mean grains. So carbohydrates also means vegetables and fruits. So we have to be eating plenty of vegetables and fruits, some amount of whole grains, not refined grains, not processed grains, whole grains, uh, lentils, beans, and then the fats. So this is the order in which when we eat, we can heal from all kinds of chronic diseases. And I've seen people healing from rheumatoid arthritis. I've seen people healing from psoriasis. But this is not something of a concept, but this is the understanding of the human body and how a human body works. And when we do what the human body needs, the human body heals. It's a very, very simple concept. So a lot of people actually think that, you know, when they have a disease on their skin, for example, if they have eczema or psoriasis, they think that that is just on their skin and it could not be farther from the truth. And as I said, you know, your cellular health uh, is very, very important when we consider our own health. It means that every single cell, when it's deranged or deceased, it is going to affect every other cell in your body. And we have trillions of cells in our body. So we can't really think that something on the skin only affects the skin and putting an ointment on it is gonna make the problem go away. 
most of the time, as you know, when we do do that, it goes in only to come back later as soon as the ointment is taken away. So I want you to understand how your body works and I want you to understand how the organs are connected to one another. A lot of children suffer from eczema and most of them also have gut issues, which means they have dysbiosis or an imbalance of good bacteria versus not so good bacteria and fungi and mycoplasma and parasites. And when that happens, the body starts to get compromised and that con contributes to eczema or psoriasis or any kind of dermatitis for that matter. And also a lot of people, a lot of you probably know this, that a child who has eczema also has a high possibility of developing allergies and asthma. And why is this? It's because they are connected organs. And we see this time and time again, and still we are treating them with steroids instead of trying to heal the body from within by understanding this connection. So when we see skin condition, we actually start with their diet because the gut is absolutely essential if the skin condition has to heal. And the second thing we do is we actually cleanse the body. We clean out the organs that are connected to it. And then we address the emotional component of it as well, which we'll go to in just a minute. And then if you look at heart, uh, it also shows small intestine and tongue, blood vessels. These are all connected to one another. So heart is not just connected to the heart. It's also connected to the small intestine. And when we consider that to the endocrine organs, that's also connected to the thyroid. So a lot of people who have thyroid issues also have issues in their small intestine, their absorption, and also in their liver. So we will go to these kinds of things later as well. I just want you to understand how they're all connected, interconnected, and we cannot really be treating them as separate organs. And as long as we do that, we will never be able to heal our body. Our body is one and it has to be treated as one. And we have to eat a diet that is going to fit every cell in our body, every organ system in our body, and not for the gut, not for the liver, not for the tongue, not for the... Uh, lungs, not for the large intestine, not for the brain. We cannot be eating for a condition. We need to be eating for the cell's needs so the cells can do what they're supposed to do. So food, obviously eating plenty of vegetables and fruits is going to be the way to go. When we eat that, they provide us with what we call as micronutrients. So I have not seen in my 17 years of practice a single person who is macronutrient deficient. That means I've never seen anybody that has uh, low carbohydrates, proteins, or fats in their body, but I've seen plenty of people with micronutrient deficiency. Micronutrients are vitamins and minerals, and these are present in vegetables and fruits, especially leafy greens. So if you have to understand which is actually good within the foods even, you have to understand how the foods are classified. So when we look at how foods are classified, we have to understand that plants take the minerals and vitamins from the dirt and make them into organic compounds that our body can actually uh, absorb and utilize. And so this process is only done by plants. So when plants do this, they actually have to produce their own stems, leaves, um, flowers, fruits, and so on and so forth. So when we look at the, uh, the plant kingdom, these are the foods that actually have the most nutrients. Anything that's closest to the soil has the most nutrients. 
Anything that's moving farther away from the soil has the least number of least amount of nutrients. So which means that leafy greens have the most nutrients, vegetables have the next amount of nutrients, and starches, carrots, uh, sweet potatoes, potatoes, as well as fruits have similar amounts of nutrients. So it means that we need to be filling up our plates with greens, vegetables, and then fruits. So even though a lot of people like to eat fruits, and I love fruits too, don't get me wrong in any ways, um, fruits have less micronutrients compared to greens. So absolutely fill up your plates with micronutrient-rich greens and green and colored vegetables. And of course, fruits are for our taste and for nutrients as well. So the next thing is movement. Movement is absolutely essential for our health. Why? Not only just because it's good for our heart or it's good for our moods, but also it's good for detoxification. And this is a very, very important thing that most people miss out. Um, they think, well, you know, if I don't exercise, I'm just gaining weight. It's not about weight. It's not about the heart. If we don't detoxify, that will actually make you gain more weight because fats, fat cells, they accumulate toxins in our body. So if we don't detoxify, fat cells accumulate toxins. And when they accumulate toxins, it actually makes it difficult for us to lose that fat tissue. So this is one of the areas where infrared saunas, we actually often recommend, comes to help because that actually makes people who even have joint pains, who cannot move, where they can actually get their heart rate up and get the toxins out. So which means that they can lose weight as well, a lot more easily. But if you can exercise, if you can do yoga, if you can stretch, if you can do just walking, bike riding, anything that you can do while having fun swimming, do that. And yoga is not just for movement alone. Yoga is also a full body discipline that actually helps every organ. It strengthens organs inside your body, not just your muscles. And do it a few days. And when you do it a few days, obviously you're going to get good at it. And the more you get good at it, the more you move, your body is going to thank you and your lymphatic system is going to thank you. So for the immune system, the lymphatic system is absolutely essential and its function is uh, critical in your immune system. So with these unprecedented times that we live in, a lot of people talk about their immune system. So if we want a strong immune system, we should be eating plenty of greens, we should be moving. And a lot of people stopped exercising during this time because they didn't want to go out, they didn't go to the gym. This is really not the time to stop. You know, if you need to wear a mask and go up, but get moving. I know you have things to do and places to be, and you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan, and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.